You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hempresent. Our radio resident hempo sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present. I am your host, Vivian McPeak, and I am also the executive director of the Seattle Hemp Fest, the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, and author of the book about Hemp Fest called Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest on AHA Publishing. This is my fourth program here on Cannabis Radio, and I'm hopefully starting to gain my sea legs, or should I say THC legs. And much of that is because of the awesome guidance of my producers here at Cannabis Radio. So I'd just like to give them a big thanks right now for this awesome opportunity. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the bowels of underground Seattle, I intend to bring you colorful cannabis characters along with their stories and opinions in order to put a emphasis on important topics of the day. Being a cannabis activist in this state has been a very rewarding experience. And a lot of that is because of the extraordinary human beings that I've come in contact with and developed relationships with through the course of the last 30 years. There is a camaraderie that people involved in the struggle for justice and liberty, for freedom and equality, share all around the world. And that bond can be very strong. The global movement for cannabis liberation is a human rights movement, a civil rights movement. It is a peace movement. This is a struggle against state-sanctioned hate, a struggle against lies and disinformation, and wholesale injustice. Cannabis may be the single most resourceful and therapeutic natural substance known to humankind. What a total scandal it's going to be when the world wakes up to the reality that our own government has targeted, persecuted, imprisoned, and virtually destroyed the lives of countless Americans in an effort to eradicate one of the most useful substances that exists on Earth. But now things are changing. The laws are changing and people are starting to think of cannabis differently all over the world. Here in my home in Washington State, we have legalized cannabis. 
and we've learned that the word legalized means different things to different people. Cannabis called marijuana by those who still use that outdated, racially motivated vernacular remains a highly controversial subject. As an activist who's worked and sacrificed to see a day like this, the experience has left me equally exhilarated and inspired, demoralized and disheartened. I now see that we possibly have a long struggle ahead of us against the same forces that have created prohibition even during legalization. Because if they can't prohibit the plant, then they damn sure want to control it in every fashion. Or, said a little differently, if cannabis is going to be legal, then the government's going to have a piece of the pie, and in the process, potentially regulate it into complete and total submission. We have to stay in the game and work to manage those who wish to exploit, gentrify, and overly corporatize access to the cannabis plant, and work to create systems that can serve as alternatives to those corruptions, because patients deserve safe and affordable access to cannabis. In fact, everybody deserves that. We all need the option to grow and produce our own and not all be forced to buy our pot from a retailer if we want to produce it ourselves, knowing that most consumers will not want to grow it themselves, which is why we need the retail stores, be they recreational or medical dispensaries, and I think we need both. I'm going to jump into my word of the week, cooperation, uh, but first I want to tell you that I'm going to be bringing in John Davis, a longtime Seattle cannabis activist, a national cannabis activist, and member of the Seattle Hemp Fest organization. But I want to quickly jump to the word of the week, which is cooperation. Be the most important word of the human language in the sense that our entire civilization is built on cooperation. Every time you walk across a crosswalk at a stoplight, you are depending on others to cooperate to save your life. Every product that you purchase from a store has been the result of cooperation between many people. We literally cooperate our society together. Look at how much we've accomplished, even though millions of us are chronically uncooperative. Just imagine what kind of a world we could live in if we could figure out how to manifest even more cooperation. And now, as I transition to the interview segment of the show, I am excited to welcome a person with whom I cooperate with frequently and who I've shared some of the most memorable moments of my life with as we've both been working together on Seattle Hemp Fest for in excess of 20 years. John Davis Long-time board member of the Seattle Hemp Fest, many years as chairman of the board and currently vice president of Seattle Events, a nonprofit corporation, producer of Seattle Hemp Fest, president and CEO of Northwest Patient Resource Center, founding member and executive director of the Coalition for Cannabis Standards and Ethics, founding member, board member and vice chair of the National Cannabis Industry Association, board member of the Coalition for Responsible Cannabis Reform, board member of the Nevada Cannabis Industry Association and member of State of Washington's intra-agency regulators achieving cooperation at about half a dozen other advisory boards. And that concludes our show because our time is up. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Old friend and ally John Davis, welcome to him present, bro. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Viv. You bet, man. There's so much to cover, John, and so little time. I just want to dig right in. You are all over the map when it comes to participation in the cannabis industry. Can you tell us how you initially got involved in the legalization movement and why? Well, initially, I mean, geez, you know, back when I was young, I, I wrote a paper in school about drug policy and got to hand it back because I was promoting drug use. And I think that kind of irked me at the time because it was a very well-researched pa uh, paper and it was... You know, uh, the the stuff that I put in, it was factual. But you couldn't even speak out. You know, you couldn't even say what a policy was. The stigma was so great. And so I, I think I started 
considering my, myself an activist, which I think meant, you know, talking a lot about it to my friends. But when I really started getting involved, we were doing the initiative projects with, with Tom Rohan and Robert Monday way back in the day. Started getting involved in, in that, and I realized, actually, I met with Rob Campia when they were just, he and Chuck were just starting up the Marijuana Policy Project. Remember, Rob said to me, hey, what if you got that on the ballot and you lose horribly? Would that be helpful or not? That got me to thinking, and really that's what uh, kind of got me to HempFest. I saw HempFest as an educational vehicle, and <laughs> it certainly has been at many, many <laughs> different levels. John, there's sweeping changes taking place in the medical marijuana industry in our city, county, and state right now. As the owner of a few medical dispensaries and highly involved activist. Can you give us your interpretation of where things stand today and where it's all going? Is medical marijuana in Washington State terminal and requiring open heart surgery? No, I mean, it's it's requiring constant monitoring. You, basically, what this is a symptom of legalization, quote unquote, right? It, it progress towards legalization. I still don't consider what we have to be legalization. However, it's a good start. But once you start having places that are regulated, you have issues with the unregulated market, which has carried us for so many years and is so entrenched in, you know, not just the state of Washington, but in the entire United States. And so in this transition, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. And certainly since the passage of 502, things have gotten a lot more fast-paced than they were back in the day. And most of the progress that has happened in normalizing cannabis, increasing the dialogue, you know, most of that has been positive. Medical, of course, we had medical in place for many years to some extent, although it was never really memorialized well. Now we have to figure out what we're going to do with medical. And in this legislative session, 5052 was passed, and that is going to give medical a license from the Liquor and Cannabis Board, Liquor and Cannabis, as of the 24th of this month. I want to ask you some more questions about this important issue, but we're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws and go to our sponsors, and we'll be right back with John Davis on Hemp Present. Time to roll out for the people that let us Hemp Present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back with John Davis on Hemp Present. John, uh, you mentioned Senate Bill 5052, and then, of course, Initiative I-502 is the bill that, quote, legalized marijuana in our state. They have both strongly divided the cannabis community. Uh, What do you feel the issues are that have become so divisive? What's all the gnashing of teeth and controversy about? Well, honestly, I think most of the gnashing of, uh, of teeth are from people that are of the old market. And the the old market is, you know, really how we got here, right? But there's a change in the way things are going to be. It's going to be a regulated system. Legalization implies some regulation, right? And now we're seeing... When the discussion of regulation starts happening, the tendency of agencies, uh, bureaucracies, electric, elected officials is to overregulate, to regulate it like plutonium. And so you're seeing some regulation coming online, and the people that are, you know, garage growers, ad hoc retail establishments, those people are really seeing their way of life, and a lot of them have been doing it for a long time, and that's going to go away. Um, I think with patients, I think that there's a great deal of fear regarding where they're going to be able to get their medicine, what quality the medicine is going to be, how expensive their, their medicine is going to be. You know, it's a lot of fear about the, the future. It's going to be controversial. Even within our movement, you know, it seems to me that the whole conversation was a hell of a lot easier <laughs> when it was flat illegal, and we could all agree that that was not a good state of affairs. But now, as we're starting to work out the details, there is a lot of difference of opinion, and sometimes those differences of opinion are quite heated. Totally understood. We have so little time, I just want to rage forward, John. What is sure. the IRS Tax Form 280E, and what does it mean for American businesses that sell or work with cannabis? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's, a, it's a paragraph in U.S. tax code that basically says that you cannot take standard business deductions in the trafficking of the Schedule One or Schedule Two substance. Of course, cannabis is a Schedule One substance, so that means... You cannot take standard business deductions, and those deductions are things like rent and payroll. And the problem with 280E is basically if you cannot deduct your rent, it basically shows your rent is profit, and you're taxed on that. So not only do you not get to carry that as a deduction, but that's actually treated as 
profit and you're taxed on that, but the taxation rates can be incredible. I mean, effective tax rates of 70, 80, sometimes even 90%. It's it's horrific. Sometimes, uh, in fact, I've seen a lot of cases where people are actually taxed greater than what they make. Wow. Well, hopefully we can get some traction on that. I know there are some bills coming down from Congress uh, hoping to correct that situation. Sure, we have a bill in the House and in the Senate, so we have high hopes. We can remain hopeful. What do you think the biggest mistakes are that newbies make when diving into the cannabis and medical marijuana industries? Well, I think the biggest mistakes that they make is to to think that they can that it's all over, that it's all done with, right? That you know it's legal, and so it's it's just business as usual. When nothing really could be further from the case, like you mentioned, uh, 280E, things like that, it is still illegal federally. And there are implications surrounding that. There are tax implications surrounding that. You are running a risk, and you are looked at closer than any other business. And I think the big one that people miss is the stigma hasn't gone away. Like, just because a few states have made it quote-unquote legal, that doesn't mean that there is not a lot of straight-type organizations that simply will not work with you, such as banks, some little things, like you'll call a contractor and he'll be like, no, you know, get lost. I'm not working with you horrible people. People think that water's fine, everyone dive in, but, I mean, really, you should take high consideration of what it means to actually be in the business. And also consider, okay, you dabble in cannabis and, you know, you're professional and then you decide, well, you know, that didn't work out. I'm going to simply go back into the straight world. And, you know, a lot of times cannabis on your resume in this world is death. Yeah, you're not going to get, I mean, it's very, it can be very tough to, to get other employment. Other than a radio host on a cannabis radio show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Then actually, it's demanded on that resume that you have experience with cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to Hemp Present uh, with my guest, John Davis, from Seattle Hemp Fest and the Northwest Patient Resource Center. John, what advice would you have for the person that wants to get involved in the cannabis business? Is this a good time? Uh, what should they know before they dive into the industry? Well, the industry is still not mature, that you know, there's stigma associated with it. A lot of businesses in it are very, very new and sometimes ad hoc. They say it's a tough sell on a resume. Is it? Is the potential there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, this is and has been a huge industry in the United States. And as regulation comes in more and more, this is going to become a much, much larger industry than... We actually previously thought the more that the numbers come in from the states that have legalized, you know, they're, they're still kind of ad hoc data, but it turns out that our initial estimates about how much cannabis is used in the United States were low, um, and it's going to be a large industry. If you're getting into it, be prepared for a bumpy ride. You know, choose the people that you become involved with well. There's a lot of people that may not be a 
a good thing to have an association with. And overall, be committed enough that you're in it for the long haul. If you're in it for the short term, not going to be very good for you, uh, you know. And if you're if you're actually going to do it um, the way that they want it to, uh, the way they want you to, regulated, uh, following all the rules, there's very little money to be made right now. I mean, if you want to make a quick buck, stay in the black market. John, speaking of the long haul, I've got time for one more question for you. What are some of your favorite memories of the Seattle Hemp Fest, which, of course, is scheduled for August 14th, 15th, and 16th on the downtown Seattle waterfront this year? Is there anything especially memorable to you? Uh, a deep subject, I understand. <laughs> well, guy, there's so many. I mean, the surprising thing about Hemp Fest is when I got involved, as I say, I got involved because I saw it as a, as a potential educational vehicle, you know, to kind of, you know, spread the word and uh, normalize it. And then when I got involved, it turned out to be a family, right? And I've I've made lifelong friendships. I have met people that are near and dear to me that I otherwise wouldn't have met. And it's been just a, a fantastic odyssey. It's been so rewarding on so many levels. But I think my favorite memory was that first year. You know, I've never actually been to Hempfest as an attendee. Even that <laughs> first year, I was asked to volunteer, and that was 94 at <laughs> Gaswork Park. And I had construction background, so I was asked to help build the stage, which we did not have the right parts. <laughs> we threw that thing together with spit and bubble gum and managed to get it up and running. And then, of course, that was back in 94, where a seven-year bitch played on the thing. There were people stage diving, jumping up on the stage. And I'm, like, watching that stage going, oh, man, <laughs> I didn't know this was going to go on it. But that thing raged. And, you know, as I say, I, I thought it would be kind of a good educational vehicle, but it's the hemp as vibe. It was just walking around and seeing, you know, 20,000 people, and we were all aghast, my God, 20,000 people, they were hanging out together, all having a good time, and being chill, and the cops were leaving people alone, and it was just a fabulous vibe. It felt like freedom, like, and you could see on the people's faces that they also felt that, you know, oh. and it was a key moment when like I think happens for a lot of people. Whether or not you believe it or not, you still have to see it, that everyone comes together and there is plenty of uh, civil disobedience going on and there are no problems. There are no fights. People are being uh, wonderful to each other. Everyone's smiling. You know, gas works. Beautiful on the water. It was just but there's well, been so many, you know, incredible experiences that have happened over, you know, what, 21 years, I guess. My time is up, John, but I, we're going to have sure. another incredible experience here in about three weeks. People can find out more at hempfest.org. John, thanks so much for being on the show. I look forward to uh, working with you for many years. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Thank you, Vivian. Thanks, man. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause, and we'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. 
We're coming right back. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. (laughs) Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the the, the king, right? You just have, you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. (laughs) The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present, and I want again to thank John Davis from Seattle Hemp Fest for that awesome interview. I am now going to go into the quote of the week, and the quote of the week goes like this. People say, how can you be a practicing attorney and smoke marijuana? My response to that is, hey... If slavery were illegal, I'd be heading the Underground Railroad. If Vietnam War were still going on, I'd be out on the streets demonstrating. If segregation were still intact, I'd be sitting at a lunch counter somewhere. That quote is from Kentucky-based author, activist, and attorney, Gatewood Galbraith, who passed away in 2012 at age 64. 
Gatewood was a friend, and he was an awesome, colorful, animated character and a force to be reckoned with in the Kentucky legalization movement. In his writings and speeches, Gilbraith went into detail on what he termed the synthetic subversion. His theory sought to explain when, how, and why America, specifically Kentucky, moved from an agricultural agrarian society into an industrial synthetic society. There's a great quote from his book, The Last Free Man in America Meets the Synthetic Subversion, and it goes like this. For all you petrochemical, pharmaceutical, military, industrial, transnational, corporate elite, corporate fascist elite bastards, I've got your karma right here. Gatewood spoke eloquently at the Seattle Hemp Fest, and his loss is among many that we in the movement have endured in the last decade, including the loss of great leaders like Jack Herrer, Dr. Todd Micuria, Dr. Philip Levesque, Ben Maisel, Jim Clark, and many more. Those of us left behind will pick up their swords and march in their honor into battle in defense of America's right to grow, possess, and imbibe the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant, if they so desire. I want to thank my producers and sponsors here on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I will be back next week with Clint Werner, the brilliant California-based author of Hemp, Gateway to Health. Until then, remember that you have the right not to be silent when it comes to prohibition. Activism requires a voice, so speak up, oppose, resist, and educate. Until then, remember, don't worry, be hempy. I'll THC you later on Hemp Present. Freedom fighter, we must unite. Fight the power, the time's right. We are the children of the earth supreme. So our right to the hippie dream. We got to free the weed. Take back the plant. We got to plant. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.